Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. It's Friday, you know what that means, another edition of the Lockdown Sports Podcast, the best sports podcast in the world, not just America, in the entire world. What's up, Mikey? Numero uno. I heard a rumor that we might be featured on the top 1,000 under 1,000, which is the top 1,000 podcasts that have done less than 1,000 episodes. It's just a rumor. I don't know if there's any truth to that. I also don't know if that actually exists, but it's a rumor. Listen, I don't even I don't even listen to anybody else who doesn't have a thousand episodes. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just <laughs> you know, just us. We're, we're we're the best. What's going on? Oh, just uh, had a fantastic chicken parm sandwich. I had to eat it so fast that uh, I didn't get the the full enjoyment out of it. Somebody was rushing me. Oh, <laughs> who was that? I said you could chew. I'm hitting the record button. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Uh, Lots going on, man. As we speak, the uh, Lakers are ahead of the Trailblazers 27-21 in the second quarter, beginning of the second quarter. Blazers lead that series 1-0. We talked a little bit about how it kind of looked like the Lakers were sleepwalking, and honestly, the Blazers are not really a good draw for them in the first round because the Blazers are hot and they're dangerous and they really don't give a fuck. So if the Lakers don't wake up and snap out of this, they could be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, Port- Portland's been in playoff mode since – Since they got there. Since Yeah, since the bubble started. Yeah. Um, the, the way Dame is playing, McCollum – you know, Anthony, you're right. The, the pressure is is totally on L.A. Because if, if Portland loses, it's like they weren't supposed to win. They weren't right. really they're, supposed they're to be They're an eight seed, yeah. But uh, the, the pressure is really pushed on to LeBron. And, <clears throat> you know, you, you always – you keep seeing LeBron – Put up these gaudy numbers in 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 big situations. And that things. first that first playoff game, it would he was the first uh, in NBA history in a playoff game to do what was it 15, 15, 15, 15, right? 15 and 15. 20, 15 and fifteen. It's insane, yeah. and they lost. Right, right. and and you see, I, I feel like you see, like you know, I I'm not going to say he's not a great player because he's he's a phenomenal player, but I think this is. I think this is the disconnect with him sometimes. I saw a couple times he made amazing passes to guys who were open. And oh, he had some great passes in the paint. And yeah, and they just went – but I'm, I'm almost like there's a time to, to distribute and then there's a time where you see your team is, is lacking and you have to just be like, all right, if I got to shoot the next 15 shots, I'll shoot them. Yeah. I don't care if we have Anthony Davis. I don't care. But when AD's you know, struggling, that's when he's got to step up and say, all right, right, fuck this. I need to be the one to, to put points on the board. And that's what Jordan was always so good at. Exactly. He knew it's like, okay, let me take over for a quarter and right. a half. Right. And, you know, he'll keep you floating and you won't get behind eight, nine, ten points. So that's that, that kind of kind of disturbing. But – the the Lakers to me had you know I, I love the fact that that there's a team that's still trying to play big and not you know this small ball, um, but they're not they're not great because they're not great shooters. Um, but I think the problem is is they have you know a few big guys, but they don't necessarily play huge. They don't yeah. play like huge guys. Like JaVale McGee, who, who comes away with eight boards in the first game. Right. And, and that's good for uh, – that's, that's what you're going to ask a McGee for, you know, the, the 20 minutes that he's going to give you. But Howard's out there getting fa- – I saw Dwight Howard get a foul. He's 90 feet from the basket. Yeah. 
these are things that, you know, that's not, you know, the championship winning formula, you know, and that's what I think LeBron's got to see that. And he's got to be like, I have to be the toughest dude on the court. Right? I, you know, I got to go out there and play bully ball because Anthony Davis isn't going to, I, as, as phenomenal of, of, of a player as he is, I don't see him playing that bully role and just, you know, blasting people out of the way. Yeah. Can he dominate a game and come off with 45 points? Absolutely. But I feel like in the playoffs, you got to just, you know, it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be, you know, poetic or anything like that. You just got to get the ball and find a way to put it in the hole. Yeah. Um, the easiest way possible. The Blazers had some real good performances in game one, too. Uh, Nurkic was fantastic. Um, I mean, 16 points, 15 boards. Uh, and he's off to a pretty good start in this game, too. Um, and then, of course, you know, Dame. Dame was uh, great. But uh, he did most of his damage. He did 28 points in the first half, I think. And well, yeah, and then in, in the, third the second. Quarter, third quarter, he did nothing. First half of the fourth quarter, he didn't really do anything. And then, boom, he hit like three or four big, huge shots. Yeah, and I think he had one bucket. He had one bucket with like eight minutes left in the third and then nothing again until the very end of the game. Yeah. Well, that was when it counted. And yeah. that's, that's kind of what – that's kind of what – if you're a Lakers fan, I think you want to see out of LeBron. Like, you saw when, when they were – down. I think they were down one or two – and Dame came down and hit a three. <clears throat> I think they got an offensive rebound. He hit a three. And he came down. They got to stop. He comes down. The next possession pulls up from about uh, 700 feet away and nothing but the bottom of the net. Like, that's the confidence that I feel like you have to play with right now. Like, I'm going to do this. And it's not going to be way it's going to be. I'm going to do this. That's 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 the only thing that I that I think LeBron hasn't done consistently in big games. Well, he hasn't I, I feel like, I feel like he's done it less as he's gotten older. In the beginning of his career, I, that's how he would win. He would put the whole team on his back and just right. take over. And I feel like now he's I don't know if it's intentional where he's just trying to get his teammates involved, um, or he just has has had to change his game for whatever I, reason. I, I don't think I don't think he I don't think he feels the most comfortable like that. I think that's the main reason why you go and you team up with two or three other superstars. It's because <clears throat> that's going to alleviate the pressure immediately. If you're in Cleveland by yourself, no other no other big name players, you have no choice. You have no choice, and it's all going to come down on you. All the blame is going to come down on you, plain and simple. Even last year when they, when, when they, got, when they got Anthony Davis, um, or, or last summer and they got Anthony Davis, and, you know, LeBron was kind of like, eh, it's going to be his team. You know, he's the young guy. I'm like, you would never hear Jordan – or Kobe or Magic Johnson say something like that. No. At at this point in their career. So I feel like he says that stuff because he thinks that that's that's what he should say. I don't know that he yeah, actually well, believes any of it. I I don't. But that's. But I feel like. You know, he wants to be the he wants to be the alpha male when it's convenient. But I yeah. think. You know, when, when all the praise is coming, I feel like that's that's when he that's when he wants to be that guy. But when the chips are kind of falling, I feel like he's he's looking for somebody to to kind of take some of that heat. Yeah, well, I mean look, they got a they got a really good team. One one last note on Blazers game one. KCP 0 for nine, one point. That's the KCP I know. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's uh, talk about coming up small. Yeah, in, in twenty nine minutes too. Danny Green also. Yeah. Yeah, Danny. and it's and it's amazing to me because the amount of open shots you're getting as you know, 
one of the Lakers role players. And I'm like, and what's it's what's not even like you're getting it's not like you're getting the tough shot. It's not like you gotta, you know, like like even with the Warriors, like you see Clay Thompson and you see him, you know, with the you know he's got a you know, dribble step back, fade away three pointer sometimes. He's gotta create his own shot. Those guys are just standing there shooting. Like you can't go over for nine in the playoffs. And I think that's the problem. Like you said, when we when we were talking about them coasting, they look like they've they've been sleepwalking. They haven't looked like they've had any sense of urgency. Yeah. Yeah. So and maybe that loss kind of did it for them. I don't know. But what was odd to me too is is some weird decisions it looked like from Vogel. So you got KCP was playing 29 minutes, and obviously he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. The whole team from three-point range was pathetic. Five for 32 is insane. And the well, fact they're that not they, a very good – No. They're not a very good – But the fact that they shooting. kept on chucking when they were cold to begin with, I mean, yeah. even, even they averaged better than 15%. Um, but KCP's ice cold. Danny Green wasn't shooting very well either. But then you only give Dion Waiters one minute. Like, you know that guy can shoot and he can score. Maybe try to change things up a little bit. Yeah. That was odd. But anyway, so, uh, you know, uh, Blazers take early game one, and uh, Lakers are up six right now. Uh, I was a little surprised that the um, uh, the Bucks laid an egg in game one. Uh, they won game two today. The series is now tied at one. Uh, I think that's probably the only game that Orlando wins. That would be my guess. Um, I yeah, think Milwaukee's the better I, team. I agree with you. I don't – I don't. I think they're, they're going to uh, – I think a game like that is is why I don't I don't pick the Bucks to win the championship because I feel like they have the talent to do it. I don't know if they have the right mindset. Yeah, it's not it's not in. like the Lakers who um, the Blazers are hot and they have some superstars and they're a really good young team. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Magic have some superstars too. Uh, Vukovic was awesome in in that yeah. game. Uh, but, but he's not a superstar. He no, but they're 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 just not as good of a team. No, um, and they they probably shouldn't won any games in this series. Um, right, maybe a good the, thing the, for the Bucks that they lost that game, kind of wake them up a little bit. The Bucks, the Bucks should be winning every game against the Magic by double digits. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a better team for sure. Uh, speaking of double digits, the fucking Sixers got their ass handed to them. Sixers are a bad team right now. I, I think, uh, first of all... I feel like they I, were so close. You know, Embiid is, to me, just the... I mean, he's disappointing. To, to be that dominant, I feel like, of a post player... And not wanting to be in the post is, is – like, you can see when he was in the post, Boston doesn't have any I, – I think most teams in the NBA do not have an answer for we, – We talked about this NBA. with Andre Drummond. If you are a good – if that's your game and you're dominant paint center, you have a chance to be a, a very mm-hmm. tough matchup for a lot of teams. Right. And, and I don't mind if he steps out every once in a while and, and – you know, shoots a three, keep keep teams honest. But he goes like two, three quarters and turns into a wing wing. Yeah, he'd like, rather he'd rather do that, I feel like. Right. And I'm like, just get your big behind down there and get some buckets. And I you know, he, he doesn't look like he's in great shape. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's he's in shape, and you know, I know he's a he's a big guy, and it's hard to carry that weight, and it's hard to post up, you know, all game. And and the Sixers really don't have anybody else to rely on. They're not getting a lot out of Harris. Um, you know, Simmons is is out. So, uh, but I think the the. The plan, the game plan for the Sixers should just be like, yo, Embiid, camp out under that basket, and we're going to live or die with what you do. I don't care. Like, 
he should get 30 shots. Yeah. He should get 30 shots because it's sooner or later they're going to have to collapse on him. And then, you know, the shooters are going to have to do it. So he, he had an efficient, a pretty efficient game uh, this last game, but I feel like he's got to do more. It's got to be more. Yeah, they um they they have a player that the other team doesn't have an answer for, and that needs to be exploited. Uh, we'll we'll see. I I don't think I think the Sixers will obviously lose that series down two games to none now, and and coming off of the blowout in the last game. Uh, have you watched any uh, Clippers Mavericks? Yeah, I have, and um, I've I've, I've seen uh, Luca play a, a few times, and and. You know, he's an awesome talent. I, I really like it. I like his game. And I find myself wondering, like, how the hell does he get to the basket whenever he wants? Because he's – he he, he looks, seem to be – He looks slower athletic. than Larry. He looks slower. Like, like remember Larry Bird? Uh-huh. Bird could get anywhere he wanted to get on the court. Yeah. And he was the least athletic person on the court. It's the same thing with, with Dodge. Like – he had Morris guarding him. He had Kawhi guarding him. He had Patrick Beverly guarding him. He had Paul George guarding him. And I saw the same results. He's got that little Euro step. He just always gets in there. But the the thing that, that was that was kind of eating at me a little bit was, or has eaten at me, is I haven't seen, like, playoff intensity defense. Like, in any series, in any series, yeah. Um, and and I'm talking. To, I'm I'm watching, and it's funny because because uh, Imani was actually watching the the Clippers game, and she's she's really into defense. She's a really good defensive player, mm-hmm. like on ball defensive player. And I was telling her, I was like, look at you, watch Kawhi, watch how he does, watch how he moves his feet, watch Paul George, and we're watching them and. They both collectively got beat three times in a row. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, thanks for making me look like an idiot. Uh, but it was like they there was always like space. There was always air in between the defender and and the person with the ball. And I'm like, I remember in the playoffs, it was like no blood, no foul. Yeah, and that's you when know, teams would tighten up and their defense would get better. Right, right. And and they're talking about how good the defense was in the game. Like, how good could the defense have been? There's 120 points score. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I watched – the Mavericks are a fun team for me to watch. I like – I just like that collection of players. I mean, I'm, I, I, I love, like – I love I Boban. I like Zingas and I like – and I like uh, Doncic a lot. I like yeah, Doncic is, is fantastic. He's I, mean, I love uh, I seventy love seventy points in his first two playoff games. Um, yeah. it's an NBA record for the most yeah. points in first two playoff games. That's fantastic. And look, the guy scored forty two in his first playoff game, and he had three of the best uh, on ball defenders. Yeah, in the NBA guard. It wasn't like he did it against. It wasn't like Dallas is a, is a one seed and they're playing some crappy eight seed and he's going off against a, a crappy team. He's going off against the team that most people have picked to win the championship. Yeah, yeah, and and he looked really good uh, and and kept them tight. And then and then game two they get the win. Uh, did you did you see um, the the switch that ended up with um, uh, Lou Williams guarding Boban? That was comical. They, Lou Williams guarding Boban in the paint. By the way, it's not like Listen, it was a switch and, out at the out at the and, three point line. And what did and and what did Boban do when he got the ball? He dunked on his little Turn, ass. Yeah, <laughs> I know we were talking about this before, but it's driving me nuts that yeah. these guys that are six eleven, seven feet tall are getting rebounds or loose balls. And Boban's like seven, seven three, <laughs> and kicking it and kicking it out. Like you're if if you're a big man and you get the ball in the paint, the first thing you do is look to score. 
That's the first thing you do. Mm -hmm. These guys, the first thing they do is kick it out. So somebody, I was like, and what, what analytic shows that it's a better shot from further away to kick it out <laughs> to a three point shooter, even if than, he's open. Uh, yeah, if he's open, but yeah, but I even mean, if he's open, it's not. You're gonna hit a, a, a shot, a contested shot in the paint more often than you're gonna hit an uh, open. You're probably shot gonna get fouled. Point. You're yeah. probably gonna get fouled. Go up strong and you know get fouled. Maybe an N one. It, it's driving me absolutely insane. I'm like, is 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 that what they're coaching now? Like, don't shoot the easy layup. I've seen so many times guys have driven to the basket. And it, it's like, you could finish. You could finish and kick it out. Like, why are you kicking it out? You're at the rim. <laughs> this, is what you, this is what you were doing. You were dribbling to the basket. I, I feel like the old, uh, the old curmudgeon watching the game going in back in my day. But it is, it's yeah. really amazing how much right. the game has changed. Right. I mean, it's, you know, I still enjoy watching. It's a great sport. Uh, but it's, it, is, it is very different. It just is. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Houston shot 50, uh, what did I say, 58 three-pointers today in their win against OKC. I mean, that's fucking bonkers. 56, I, I that, 56 I, threes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. But I think it's, it's just being overdone now. Once I think once teams saw that you could be a three-point run-and-gun team and win when the Warriors won, the whole yeah. NBA lost control with, yeah. and, with and three-point shooting. I kind of get it, what Houston, why they're going to shoot 56 threes based on the, the way their roster is constructed and this this experiment they're doing with, with the small ball. Like, I, I, I kind of get that. Um, and they didn't shoot too bad. They had 34%, 33.9%, um, and that's with Eric Gordon <laughs> shooting over 10. Um, but, uh, you know, God bless him for, for keeping chucking at that point. Uh, but Listen. it's just crazy. It, it is, but, I mean, the, their mindset, you know, with D'Antoni and the, the, you know, even when they had Capella, you know, uh, Capella, you know, roamed the middle of the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. they, Capella was, was, was turning into like a dominant force in the middle, but you can't, you know, he's not getting to eat if you're shooting 53-pointers. Yeah, uh, it, it it drives me a little it drives me a little nutty watching it. I'm like, there's no defense. It's it you know, and and people go crazy about you know, the stats that people are putting up. I'm like, yeah, but it, you know, it's like it's it's like a pickup game. You know, people are more worried about you know getting their points and hoping that you miss than trying to stop somebody and then get in the bucket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot of finger cross defense. Um, let's shift gears to baseball real quick. Uh, so oh. interest, interesting thing happened in the world of baseball yesterday that didn't have to do with uh, the diamond. Uh, Tom Brenneman, Reds broadcaster. <laughs> uh, Reds, Kansas city. Coming back from a commercial break, Brandman was talking to somebody and said, the fag capital of the world. Uh, so, first of all, do we know, was he talking about Cincinnati or Kansas City? I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm not sure, but I... I'm going to Google fag capital of the world real quick. <laughs> I'm, just I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, that's a good question because... Uh, I just assumed Maybe he was talking about San Francisco because he is, he is, uh, well, he was scheduled to broadcast the, uh, uh, San Francisco and Arizona Cardinal yeah. and home opener. You know what I honestly think happened? I think he goes on these rants and he was on a rant, you know, just the just the ridiculous intolerant rant and somebody put the hot mic on. Could be. And didn't tell. Could be. I mean it was, you know, he clearly used it uh effortlessly. Uh yeah. and the fact that he he was saying that around I mean there there had to be probably 
a dozen people around him, like in close vicinity. If you've ever seen where the camera pans back and shows like the broadcast booth, there's a ton of people around him. So the fact that he was comfortable enough to say it around all those people was, was a little shocking. And then of course it's the, I didn't know the mic was live, but you shouldn't be saying they're around your coworkers. (laughs) But, But my favorite part of the entire incident was him stopping in the middle of his apology. Um, to uh, call the home run that Castellanos hit. Uh, now it's four nothing. Um, and the part where he said, I want to apologize to the guys who signed my paycheck. Like, I don't want to apologize to anybody else, but the guys who pay me, those are the ones who need to know that I'm sorry. Yeah. So it wasn't wasn't the best apology in the yeah. world. Listen, I'd almost I'm rather him really... come out and be like, look, I talk like that. I didn't mean anything by it. I didn't know the mic was live. My bad. Like, yeah. Like, I, like we, we talked about this before. And I would be more accepting of somebody who says that than, uh, you know, I'm sorry I got caught. Yeah, I mean, look, I've used the the word fag. I mean, we've all used the word fag. I'm not, um, you know, prejudiced against gay people or, you know, homophobic or anything like that. Um, I talk about bales of sticks all the time. (laughs) Exactly. Cigarettes. (laughs) We're talking about cigarettes, right? Are we talking about cigarettes? That's what I, that's what I, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, you get some cheap smokes in Cincinnati, huh? Yeah, it's a fag capital. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just, I mean, the the apology was insincere. So if you're going to be insincere, at least like be honest about it. Be like, right. hey, look, it's a word I use. I guess I probably shouldn't use it. It's offensive to some people, so I won't use it in public. And certainly didn't mean to use it while I was on the air. Something like that, just as opposed to just, you know. Well, I mean, that's the kind of apology you get when uh, somebody doesn't write it for you, I guess. Yeah, and, and they, <laughs> they go, we're going to pull you off the air. Yeah, he just got fired on, on you know, live TV. Maybe they did him like uh, Ron Burgundy and just put it in the teleprompter. No shit. Did you see this? This just... This broke while while we're on the air. Uh, Ron Rivera has come out and said he has cancer. Oh. Uh, I would not want to be a member of the Washington football team organization. They're having one shitty offseason. Wow. wow. Yeah, so this is uh, from Adam Schefter of ESPN. Uh, Rivera told Schefter he's diagnosed with lymph node cancer um, and that he has uh, squamous cell cancer of the neck. Very treatable and curable. Uh, but Didn't he lose? I think he lost his brother to cancer. I, uh, I seem to recall something like that. He's planning to go on coaching. Uh, the doctors encouraged him to as well. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens once he starts treatment. Well, um, b- definitely bad juju for Washington this year for sure. Mm. Uh, team team name change uh, because of pressure. Uh the uh, college boy culture, for lack of a better term, uh, and accusations from uh, women cheerleaders, people within the organization. Darius Geis uh, gets arrested for domestic violence and then and, uh, and now accused of rape by two different yeah. women. By how many? Two. Oh. Yeah. Two, two I heard LSU women. and I heard LSU knew about. Covered it up. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, shitty uh, offseason for, for Washington. Uh, but b- back to Brenneman. So he's officially been pulled from the NFL games uh, and suspended from, from the Reds. And uh, if I had to guess, I'd say he'll probably be fired with, by the end of the week. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure his career is over. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, think so. Which, I mean, he's, he's, he's been the Reds broadcaster ever since I can remember. Well... That was stupid. Uh, and, and speaking of stupid in, in baseball, did you know uh, somebody sent me this? Did did you happen to see the uh, the the Cubs player? Cubs player was arrested for for beating off in his car. <laughs> no, I don't know how, but I missed that. He, he, I don't know how I missed it either. But he was arrested for beating off in his car, and. I, I guess this was like, I think it was like during the pandemic. I don't know. Um, he's like, I, don't, I can't go in these public bathrooms and beat off anymore. I got to stay in the car. <laughs> okay. 
but how about they were playing the I oh beat it i did the see that. and they played beat it <laughs> <laughs> that's right i did up to the plate i remember that i did see I that. Was like, oh that is the biggest troll of the year they should have they should have started his uh his pitch count off with two balls and one strike <laughs> I, get, yeah, I bet he got more than one strike in. That <laughs> uh, yeah, I did see that. That that that's a good job by uh, you know, by them. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel bad for that that gentleman in blue or that lady in blue who who caught yeah this dude whacking off in his car. Like I feel like as a dude. You might want to run some questions before you arrest him. Like, <laughs> Give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what's going on in your house right now that you, you can't, you know, you can't rub one out. In you there. can't find any room to, Do you have, to be like, often. You have relatives over, you know, something broken in your house, shower broken or something. <laughs> like what's, what's going on, man. And if he was just like, you know, I'm I just, Maybe he was just having like a, a real stressful day and he went out to his car. was just trying to relieve some stress. I don't know. I don't do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I, 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 like I haven't wanna, and never will. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to take a dude to jail, but, and then I, then I think, well, where was he? Yeah. He was, was he like in, in a park. Street? Yeah. Yeah, he's, <laughs> now that's a whole nother that's a whole nother game you're getting into if he's like in a park mm-hmm. or did you know but some of these guys you know like you hear about them like like on the team planes and stuff like uh who was it was it kel winslow jr who well <laughs> he ended up having a lot big, bigger problems than beating off <laughs> But I think they said he used to just like he used to just sit on the I, I believe I heard he would sit on the plane, like the team plane, watch porn and have no problem like just rubbing one out. You would think that would have been an indicator. <laughs> uh who's he, he's now convicted like, listen, convicted of rape. One of it was like an old lady too. Yeah, several. He did it to several, I think, was the accusation and, and he was convicted. So drugs are bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kellen Winslow Sr. has to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my God. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> yeah. But um in baseball too, we we got to put a couple players on the Mets have now tested positive, so their their series is uh suspended. Uh yeah, when you see when you see something like that, um when you you know you look at like you know Ioannis Cespedes, uh just disappeared, disappeared, and was yeah. like, "F this, man! I'm 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 not doing this anymore. Yep. I'll get at you later." You know, he's probably sitting there like, "See, that's why I left." Mm-hmm. But um, and and ironically, they're playing against the Marlins, who have had a ton of problems. I think they've only played still like twelve games at this point. Um, I need the Marlins to win that division though somehow. Um, so did, did you happen to be great. Did, did you happen to see Donnie Baseball's f bomb laden uh, rant the other day? No. Oh man, you got to look it up. It's fantastic. He, you know, he's arguing balls and strikes, and he gets tossed. He comes out of the dugout, and he's like, "You've been fucking us all week." <laughs> he's like, I'm, you fucked me on this one. That's a fucking. He must have said fuck like fifteen times. <laughs> Did he pull a big ghost and throw a condom at him? <sighs> I, I wish I had been there. I wish I wasn't at Steiner yet. I <laughs> wish I, I wish I could have been there. I think I think I the exact line was there. if if you're gonna fuck me, at least wear one of these, something like that. Oh man, throw a condom at him. <sighs> So it wasn't he, wrong though. It wasn't wrong. It, <laughs> look, it was it was the nineties 
Everybody was promoting safe sex. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Raj Bigos. That's my man. Uh, let's talk a little football here. Um, so other than uh, Ron Rivera, and uh, hope, hope he gets well quickly. Uh, some some news today, uh, some injuries this week as training camps have started. All the padded practices are going on. Uh, the Niners had a pretty rough injury. Uh, Jalen Hurd, uh, he is done. Uh, what what was yeah. the what was the final word on the on the? It's injury? a it's a torn ACL. Torn ACL. Uh, apparently, there's no other damage, like no structural damage, no uh, like PCL or MCL or anything like that. They said it's just the ACL. Uh, you know, it sucks because I thought this guy was going to have. Huge! I thought he was going to come out of out of nowhere. Um, I mean, he was he was the best receiver in camp uh, for them last year. Was was yeah, every, by all every, accounts, and that's you every, know, um, Emmanuel Sanders included. Or no, because well, he, he was Sanders traded. Was, he was traded for. So yeah. so that uh, that that's still pretty impressive um, for him to. But be, he look. He had like, the leg up on on Debo. They were kind of like alternating like starts and things. But he had like three touchdowns in like two games, two or three games, I think, in in preseason before he got hurt. But he was doing, you know, he's he's the same type of player as as Debo. He's extremely versatile. He used to be a running back. He was actually he actually ran for a thousand yards and uh, then switched to receiver his senior year. And he had like 985 yards or something receiving in his first year receiving. But I, I, I still think he could be a really good uh, NFL player. It's, it's tough. That's uh, some bad breaks, yeah. It's it's it kind of reminds me of the way Kevin White's career started out, where he just can't stay on the field. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a rough injury. Uh, biggest injury so far, uh, Gerald McCoy. Uh, ruptured his Achilles, I believe. They thought it was an ACL at first. It turned out to be a ruptured Achilles. Uh, he's actually now been cut by the Cowboys yeah. based on the way his contract was structured. Uh, that hurts. You know, he was expected to contribute in the middle of the uh, Cowboys' defensive line. And uh, Chicago Bears lost their starting projected starting corner, at least for the beginning, uh, Artie Burns. Uh, that Artie gets burned. Artie gets burned. Uh, firmly cements uh, Jalen Johnson as going to be the uh, the number two opposite Kyle Fuller. Um, it was bound to happen anyway. I think it's probably better that he just gets out there. Um, this guy's freaking huge. Uh, it's, I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures coming out of camp. I mean, this dude looks like a tight end, uh, really? and he's a corner. He's just long, got long arms, um, just a big dude. So, like Dale uh, Carter, big. Yeah, he's he is. He's just a big guy. Um, but uh, you know, so he'll uh, little baptism by fire. You know, um, our, our favorite listener is going to kill you for this. He's going he's to start making sound bites at you. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> okay, what, what's he going to do? Play him on his phone? He doesn't have a national platform like we do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he, he'll, be, he'll be the starter. I mean, I guess there's a small chance that Kevin Tolliver wins the job, but I think the whole reason they went out and drafted Jalen Johnson is because they weren't comfortable with Kevin Tolliver. Um uh, we'll see. I still expect them to sign another corner at this point because they weren't super deep to begin with, and then they lose somebody who's projected to be the starter, uh, at least in the beginning. Uh, so I, I expect them to add another corner. And there's still some good ones out there. Logan Ryan's still available, even though he said he sees himself as a, a safety at this point in his career. I'm sure if they called him and asked him to play corner, he would do it. So, uh, you know, I'm surprised that they haven't called him. Well, I guess I don't know for a fact that they haven't. <laughs> you can you can play corner or you can sit at home. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 49ers actually uh, had injury with corn, uh, with Kwan Williams uh, strained his calf, uh-huh. and he's going to be out. They said two to three weeks. They just signed uh, somebody, Jonathan Cipri. <laughs> signed safety, Jonathan Cyprian. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, that's the shitty part about training camp, about preseason, about all of that um, is injuries. And season-ending injuries before you've ever stepped on the field um, just suck. But it's part of the game. I I expect it to be a little greater this year because 
of the lack of organized team activities and preseason games and yeah. things like that. I just I think, I think guys are are probably not in the the they're as good of shape as I don't want to say they're in bad shape, but I, I I think guys are not as in as good of shape as they they might be if if uh, it wasn't for quarantine. So um, I think that's where some of these injuries are are, are happening, you know, because sometimes you, you get fatigued and, and that's when you get these injuries. Yeah. So, but promising with the 49ers, I keep seeing and I keep hearing things that Brandon Ayuk is looking like the real deal. Yeah, yeah, I've heard good things also. So, he'll probably have about 115 catches this year. Oh, well, well that would be something. But he uh, definitely he definitely will, man. You know what else is promising? What's the, that? Uh, the COVID cases in the NFL. There are a mm-hmm. grand, grand total of 12, 12 on the COVID-slash-reserve list. That's amazing. That is, and that's not even fantastic. that's not even necessarily saying that there's twelve cases, right? They they could have just had contact with somebody or suspected right. contact or contact with somebody who's suspected. Um, right. So yeah, that that's super impressive. Uh, that tells me that the teams and the players are taking it seriously. Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens after this weekend. So once you've had a full week of training camp practices and then they're kind of left to their own devices in the weekend. Let's see what happens on Monday. Um, if we see a lot of uh, cases spiking, that's not encouraging. Uh, and there's some talk too, that uh, they, they may explore a bubble for the playoffs, which I don't quite understand why it's only being considered for the playoffs uh, and not the regular season, other than the fact that it's just more manageable when it's less teams. Um, that's probably the reason. But it's encouraging that they're considering that because it was something that they had flat out said that they weren't going to do in the beginning. Well, I just – I don't think they could have done it with, with 32 teams. Yeah, you can't do it with 32 teams, yeah. But the NBA did it with, you know, whatever, the 24 teams. I think but, it's um, – but it, you're also talking about – A lot less people. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. A it lot. would take <laughs> what? It would take what? Four – four, you know, probably four teams – to fill up one yep. NFL roster. Yeah, and not only that, but um, you know, it's it's a lot easier to get a few courts together than it is to right. get a uh, to get a few fields together. Uh, another interesting story that popped up in the last couple of days: Ravens tried out a, a wide receiver that hasn't stepped on the field since 2017. Des Des Bryant, Des Bryant. Uh, Des uh, last played for the Cowboys in 2017. Well, the Lakers are pulling away from the Blazers right now. It's up 56-39 and a half. Um, Des uh, played for it, last played for the Cowboys. Uh, he was a member of the New Orleans Saints, but never actually played a game for them. He tore his ACL in the preseason. Was it the ACL or Achilles? Was it his Achilles? I don't I remember. It, was Achilles. it might be his Achilles. It, was like, it might be right. It was like 15 minutes after he got there. Yep, it was. It was It was right. His first practice. Mm-hmm. First practice. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. I, I mean, them bringing him in for a tryout is one thing. I just don't know with – there's a lot of depth at wide receiver. Uh in the NFL right now. There's a lot of good young rookies. It was widely considered one of the deepest wide receiver classes ever. It, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a publicity stunt, but it's just a little odd to me that now they want to kind of kick the tires. Uh, maybe they don't like what they see once they get into camp, but I don't know that he's going to contribute and be, you know, I think his his contribution would be entirely on, you know, what mindset he's in. If he's if he's like, I'll come in and do whatever, you know, like literally, like if you want me for fifteen snaps, I can come in and give you fifteen great snaps. If you want me to be a red zone guy, you know, if Des comes in and and has that role i think that's that's uh i think the ravens would be a good team because uh i think marquise uh marquise brown's gonna have a a big year i think he i mean that dude is dynamic he was hurt 
last year. Yeah, he had the ankle injury. And he, um, and he's, but he, the other thing is, he always has like an ankle or foot. Yeah, always does. Um, but I think having Dez just as kind of like a, a security guy would would be really good. Um, the only problem is he historically has had some some drops and I feel like that's that's not the team that like you want a guy who who has drops very good point yeah I don't I don't know that anybody wants drops but the Ravens even more so with the uh the few shots that they take to their wide receivers if if right. they if they go downfield with something you got to catch it exactly yeah that's my point yeah I, I, no, nobody likes the drops but. yeah but yeah no absolutely um yeah it'd be interesting i mean he left they, they didn't offer him anything uh well i shouldn't say that um he didn't sign a deal uh during that round so i'm i'm honestly surprised that you don't that we haven't seen more uh more of like the you know the transactions some of these free agents getting looks i think people are waiting um May they probably every team ha- probably has a short list, uh, but w- which is maybe a little longer this year. And if they start to get some some COVID cases to some of these positions, I think they just go to the list. So I I actually think it's by design that some of these good players are still out there. Um, yeah, Jadavion Clowney's still available. Jadavion well, Clowney- I think I think Jadavion Clowney's. Available because of Jadavion Clowney. He's he's clearly pricing himself out, so I I would agree with that. Um, but I I think in years past though somebody would have maybe taken a flyer on him, and now a lot of these teams are like, well, let's just wait and see if we need him. Well, a couple um, of teams have have offered him like, well, you want like a Cleveland? Show Cleveland me gave him the biggest offer still. That right. I don't know what the numbers were, but it was the biggest offer he'd received yet. You know and. I think he he wants that that he's gonna have to put, have a decent he's he should just sign like a one year eight million dollar right. deal and then go out ball out and then try to get because he really hasn't had like that one big blockbuster contract mm-hmm. so go ball out this year and then maybe try to sign it next year because right that's, and that's, that's, that's year. what I thought I thought Cleveland would have been a good spot for you know he probably could have could have gotten some good numbers on that defense and you know because they have a they have a good defense and they've got you know miles garrett would be another big time pass rusher so i i think i would have taken that deal yeah i mean that's an ideal situation for him you get in the biggest offer you've had so far uh against a team that's got a decent defense um, but uh, you know, a stud pass rusher opposite you to take some of that heat off you. I think one of two things is going to happen with him. Either he's going to end up on, uh, you know, a crappy team in like two weeks because you know somebody's uh, star lineman went down, and they'll give him a little bit of money, or it's going to be like week eight, and he's just going to pick like a front runner. Yeah, and then he'll play for a small amount of money and just hope he can get a title and, and play yeah. well. Yeah, that's Cause, possible. Because, you know, once you get that title in the middle of your career, it doesn't matter where you go. You just you just go to whoever's going to have the best offer. Yeah. Have you watched any Hard Knocks? I haven't watched – I honestly haven't watched a show. Uh, in a, I can't even say that because I did, uh, I did watch it with the Raiders last year. Okay. Yeah, that, that was uh, a good. Was, it was a good year. That was strictly because of Gruden. Yeah, if Gruden's on TV, I will watch it. Or, or somebody doing a Gruden impression. Or somebody, either way, <laughs> Frank Caliendo's doing it. <laughs> I, I'm watching. But but yeah, uh, hard hard knocks this year is Chargers and Ravens. Uh, sorry, Chargers and Rams. Uh, both yeah. both of the LA teams. It's a little weird because the 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 Rams were just on Hard Knocks two years ago. Right. Um, so it's a little odd, but you know, obviously different year, different circumstances. So uh, it's been interesting to sort of see how they're handling some of the COVID stuff and, and the whole teams of people that they have that are on hand to spray down the equipment before and after 
practices and, um, you know, they're, uh, have a shoe sanitizer to put stuff in. Uh, I only watched the initial episode. I didn't see the one from this week yet. I, I can't that. stand, I can't stand to watch the, the cut episode. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Like the, like the last cut. So they just put, they just put your shit in a garbage bag. So this is, like, this is interesting yeah, because, you know, they're cutting down uh, a little quicker this year. Um, and, and quicker with some of these guys never stepping on the field. Um, so they cut this one tight end. I don't remember his name, but he was pissed off. And um, it was – shit, was it uh, – it was Telesco, so it was the Chargers. And uh, dude dude was pissed off. He's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. He's like, I'm busting my ass out there. And they're like, yeah, well, we got a lot of tight ends. He's like, you're not going to beat out Hunter, and you're not going to beat out this guy. He's like, we'll see. We'll be back. He's like, well, you know, we'll call you in. You know, if you're not with another team, just be ready for that call. So, but uh, they both, both um, Anthony Lynn and uh, Telesco were like, I was kind of impressed by how pissed off he was. <laughs> he said, where's that fire been? Maybe you wouldn't have gotten cut if you were, if he, you shared a little of that fire. <laughs> but it it was interesting to see like the meeting rooms all spaced out and everything and the Zoom meetings and kind of cool. Always good to see. Yeah, and inside. and that's the thing with uh, some of these teams, like like the Forty ers who had two first round picks that you know that they're relying on. They want these guys to be, you know, kind of like immediate. Uh, this is very impactful for rookies, right? You take a team like the Lions, right? So they're the first one that come to mind because we talked about how by. Uh, Trading Darius Slay, they uh, put themselves in a position where they had to draft a corner. Luckily, they were third, so they got the pick of the litter and they got Okuda. But it's hard for first-year corners to be that impactful. Take away all the preseason games and all the mini camps and all the rookie camps and everything like that. Now this guy is basically going to have to start and be the best corner on the field with like five weeks of practice. That's difficult. It's a it's certainly a disadvantage for for them specifically and other teams that are really counting on the rookies to contribute. Yeah, it, you know, if if I'm a team like Cincinnati, I I'd, I'd be reluctant to start Joe Bart Burrow. Even yeah. if he was the, the best guy, end up with the number 1 pick again next year. <laughs> <laughs> Get him a receiver. Um, yeah. But I I've also heard uh rumblings that that two look looks pretty good yeah they're gonna start um the um, it looks like that which I, I think yeah, is, is I would. the right thing for him uh at least in the beginning maybe give because Fitzpatrick like three if, weeks if you tell Fitzpatrick hey get us to week five you know I know you you know you're probably Lakers. gonna win one or two of those games Lakers are run away with this thing 66 41 they're up yeah um, K- KCP hey, KCP is four or five from three. Oh, he must have heard you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know. He won't. Can he consistently shoot like that? No. <laughs> no, but he's got fourteen points in this game. Anyway, uh, you were saying about the 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 rooks. Yeah. Um. You get Fitzpatrick. You know. You give him four or five starts, and then you know if if you are. You know, one and four, you know, two and three, and, you know, the Patriots are running away with the division. Something – or Buffalo's running away with the division. Uh, and you go to Tua, I don't think you're going to have a problem with Fitzpatrick. You know, Fitzpatrick will be like – Yeah, he doesn't care. Right, he has been, been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good situation. I think he's the perfect backup to have in this situation or, you know, uh, other quarterback to have because you want to call him backup because he's going to get the start. But uh, it, it makes sense because it's a guy who knows, you know, he'll take the back seat when you need him to and and he'll get back in the driver's seat when you need him to. I mean, he they uh, the Bucks flip-flop back and forth with him and uh, Jameis uh, back in uh, 2018 uh, several times. So, yeah, no stranger to that. I don't think he really cares one way or another. No, he doesn't. He's Fitzmetric. He's like, oh, you want me to play? All right, whatever. Uh, you guys are only down 14. 
Bring yeah. me in when we're down 27. Yeah, I'll wait a little bit more. Uh, so, did you see about uh, Tyson and uh, Roy Jones Jr.? Oof. So, it's pushed back to November now at this point. I, uh, I don't know the exact date, but, oh, man. Uh, Jones says he will back out if he's not compensated for the delay. And, you know, that's the thing that I, I, I'd really like to, to get some further explanation on that because I don't, I don't know what he, you know, what does he want? Does he want somebody to pay for like his gym time? Or? Yeah. I mean, did he turn down a fight to take this fight? <laughs> I mean, that, I could see that, like why he would want to be compensated I, if he took think, another fight. But I mean, who's he fighting? You know, uh, Juan the fucking gardener. I mean, he's not fighting. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it wasn't Tyson's idea to move the fight back. Yeah, uh, what what is the the reason for the pushback? I, something to do I, with the honestly, I thought I thought it was Roy Jones. Yeah, I heard I heard Roy Jones wanted more time to train. That's what I had heard originally, but apparently, if he's saying that you know uh, he wants to be compensated, and you know. I, Think, I, I'm wondering if Roy is like, what the hell was I thinking? Saying I'll fight Mike Tyson. Yeah, you th- you think he's just using this as an excuse to back out? I know I would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, especially in the in the pictures that have come out, he doesn't look like he's on the same yeah. playing field as, as Tyson. You know, it's not just the it's not just the training videos; it's the 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 sound bites they're getting from Tyson. Yeah. Sound bites, sound bites are, are looking more like or sounding more like uh, the Mike Tyson who was biting ears and knocking people out and shit. And uh, the you know, oh, I love everybody. You know, he's such a great fighter. He's a good guy. You know, like, yeah, he's not hippie. Think... He's not hippie, Mike, right now. So no, no. Currently and... scheduled for Saturday, November twenty eighth, which is. Thanksgiving weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Could be. I don't know. I'm trying to be out of the country in month of November, so. Yeah, I want out. We're looking. We're looking to go to Costa Rica. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The plane tickets are affordable right now. Airbnbs are super cheap, and and they just reopened their borders. So we looked into this two weeks ago, and they weren't letting Americans in. They just opened them up yesterday, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I it's I, I want this fight to happen. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Here's an article on why it's been been postponed. Um, but yeah, the Jones thing it seems a little odd. Like I don't understand why he wants to do that. Uh, okay, so it's being claimed this is because Tyson's team felt they could further maximize revenue by rescheduling the event to Thanksgiving weekend when thousands of Americans are home with their families. Half the fucking country is still quarantining. <laughs> they're, they're already home with their families. We don't have shit else to do. It's a Saturday night. Give us the fight. It's Saturday night. People are home. Yeah, I had You're September 12th on, on my calendar. Like Thanksgiving weekend is the most inconvenient time to have like a, a big sporting event like that. I feel like because you might be in the middle of traveling or you know spending time with family that you haven't seen since last year. <laughs> yeah, and I th- I think I speak for all dads across the country when I say I'm going to watch the Tyson fight no matter when it is. Just give it to me sooner. <laughs> exactly. I may even pay for it. <laughs> I'm going to pay for it because I'm not going to be halfway through the fight and <laughs> have a commercial pop up for a Gillette razor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll get some more on this. Uh, why he wants, I, to I would, I would invite you over, but I don't know if my TV is big enough for you. <laughs> Size doesn't matter. <laughs> there you go, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> zing <laughs> zing 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 can you uh, hear the, the the nonsense that's going on i i hear duncan yeah the, uh they're playing super smash brothers oh okay and it is like pandemonium up there i don't even want to go back up there 
I should have brought some more alcohol down here. <laughs> oh man, the Lakers are running away with this thing. What's what's the live spread here? I think I think the Blazers will make a game of it in a little bit because we're sitting at seventy eight fifty two right now. And you know what the crazy part is? This is like one of those times when they could come out and go on like a 15-0 run, you know, in four or five possessions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both of these teams have explosive offenses. So, And the thing is, the Lakers could cool off just like that. Well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, – uh, AD has like 21 points or 28, 28 points. And KCP is 26. Yeah. KCP is their second leading scorer. So yeah. James is 10, five and seven right now. Yeah. He's doing that. uh, Bullshit. I'm going to get me a triple double. Yeah. He might get a quadruple double. The live, the live spread is the live spread is Lakers by 20 and a half. I think the Blazers are going to lose by less than 20 and a half. That's a huge spread. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's see. Let's do let's a few bucks. On you know that. who they need to get in this damn game is my man, is my man Jr. I think he's he's got seven minutes. He didn't play at all last game, right? Or he played like a couple, no, couple they're minutes. Not, they're not giving my man no no time. Yeah. Yeah. I he's feel like of, I I feel like I discovered Jr. That may be the case. When when he was a freshman, I was like, yo. Why are we not playing J.R. Smith? Like, <laughs> no, it sucked because like they would they would only play him like two quarters in like the freshman game and like a quarter in the JV game, so he could play like three quarters in varsity, uh-huh. and they would never play him. And the worst part was uh, we were lacking in uh, talent that year. Mm. Uh, we had we had a couple of people like my man Joe Hernandez just walked out of practice one day and never came back. That doesn't sound like Joe at all. <laughs> we were, I remember it. we were in the middle of a drill and he comes up and he's like, "I gotta fucking get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was like going to get a drink or something. <laughs> no, he meant he's got to get out. Hopped in his car and left. He had packages to deliver. <laughs> Oh my man, smoke it, Joe. Love it. I don't care. I still love you, Joe. You left me high and dry, though. Love Joe. Condolences to Joe. Just lost his father. Yes. Condolences, Mister Hernandez. All right. Well, that'll just about do it. Um, I've now got. You, some... Oh, who's your Twitter twat? Oh, so my Twitter twat is going to be Chris Woodward. Rangers manager. Now, this I read this on Twitter, but it didn't actually take place on Twitter. Tatis swings at a 3-0 pitch with the bases loaded and hits a grand slam. Woodward, after the game, says, I didn't like it personally on the fact that Tatis even swung at a 3-0 pitch with the lead. They were already up, uh, what, 14 nothing, Right? They were, they were up big. They were up they were up huge. I think it was it might have been ten nothing. Yeah, I think the Grand Slam made it fourteen nothing. So in in the words of Herm Edwards, you play to win the game, number one. Number two, it's not like anybody's gonna get hurt. It's not like football where there's like 10 seconds left in a game and you're down by 21 and all of a sudden this dude tries to truck you and you weren't expecting it. And It's a 3-0 count and you throw a meatball. Like he wouldn't said, have said right over the if, plate. if he had grounded it into a double play. Right, exactly. He said, oh, thank God he swung. Make, make a better pitch. Yeah. Don't complain about a player hitting a grand slam against your pitcher who decided to – underhand one to him with the three that, count. That's that's always been my uh my thing with sports when people are like, oh you you, you know you, you know you shouldn't do this if you're up twenty five points or you know I don't like dancing in the end zone. 
listen, if you don't want somebody to dance in the end zone, don't let them score a touchdown. And then they threw behind the next batter. Like, come on. You're down 14 fucking nothing. You, you, should, you deserve that shit. Listen, if I'm down 14 nothing, I'm not going to throw behind somebody, though. Yeah. I'm going to hit you square in the fucking yeah, back. Might as well at that point. Yeah. <laughs> might as well. So, yeah. Ruin so that, the chances of a comeback? That is, that is our Twitter twat of the week. All right. Well, we leave you with the uh, Lakers now up 30 right in time, right after I put that bet on the Blazers. The Lakers pull away even more. So that, uh, you're, you're welcome. Uh, we will uh, see you next week. And while anybody's listening to this tomorrow or Saturday, I want everybody to think out loud. Happy birthday, Mr. Preston. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's a it's it's an old one for sure. Makes me feel Eric's old. turning twenty times two. Exactly twenty deuce. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't turn twenty. 40. For I turned twenty time. twice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, well, happy birthday, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. And and look, we're also two two weekends away from football. Oof. Or three three weeks. I'm not even going to talk about it. I don't even know. I don't know, but it's September 13th. Not yet. So three, three weekends away from this Sunday. So looking good Four weekends, something like that. Uh, Can't get here soon enough. Yes. And hopefully Debo's foot is healed. Yeah. Speaking of healed, uh, Dame Lillard just left the game with an injury Mm. and he does not look happy. Damn. Yikes. It's a, it's a good bet I just placed. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I'll see you next week. See you, man. Uh.